following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Have you ever had any group leadership experience? I had an ant farm once. I'd like to be a counselor. It's the one, the only, Ernest P. Worrell. It's Ernest Unleashed, Unwow, Unbelievable, in the movie everyone's running to see. No, no, not me. Oh, yeah, you. Ernest goes to camp. Rated PG. Know what I mean? Starts Friday, May 22nd at a theater near you. Check newspapers. Good evening, folks, and a hearty welcome to our drive-in theater. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you, one that will provide several hours of pleasurable relaxation and diversion for you and your family. There are always wonderful new pictures to see, delightful snacks to nibble, a gay, pleasant evening for all. We hope you have a wonderful time. Five, four, three... Two, one, showtime! Welcome back to the Retro Network Drive-In. Tonight's screening is being released in conjunction with TRN's Summer Camp event, sponsored by our friends at Old Time Candy. We are showing Ernest Goes to Camp at the Drive-In tonight, and joining me for the experience are two camping buddies. First, he and I have actually been camping together my longtime friend and co-host of several shows over there on the rediscover the 80s podcast my bud wyatt bloom hey wyatt hey how's it going yes thanks for the invite and yes we did camping except it wasn't really camping like in a tent or even a camper we camped in the back of my old red truck (laughs) right yeah we did uh camp that one time in your driveway too with the actual camper i completely forgot about that when we made about yeah two pounds of bacon that morning for breakfast and that was and it two pounds of bacon we brought the nes with us so we were like yeah yeah if you want to call that camping quote yeah, unquote we were, camping we were nerding there <laughs> but it's freaking freezing in the middle of the night i remember that yeah now. i do too all right well also joining us tonight um we may have never been camping together but we've been doing some hunting together at the thrift stores adam yeah, yeah, I am here and I'm uh, ready to talk some artists, know what I mean. <laughs> I do know what you mean. I do. <laughs> well, welcome, guys. And uh, before we begin, since we are, we have our wonderful sponsor, Old Time Candy, on board with us for TRN Summer Camp. Did you know that June is National Candy Month? No, I had not Silence. Silence. <laughs> well, I can tell you a couple great ways to celebrate First is uh, clicking in our show notes over to Old Time Candy's giveaway, and they are offering up one of their four-pound decade boxes, which I have experienced. It's so much candy. They are offering up one of those each week during June, and then they're also offering a 15% discount on select candy each week. And as this episode is dropping, you can save 15% on all their hard candy. So you just use the code OTC15 at checkout. And then the last week of June, there will also be a different type of candy for you to save on. But make sure you're taking advantage of Old Time Candy's ways to celebrate National Candy Month. And in fact, you can head over there at our intermission, if you like, and stock up on some candy. How about that? (laughs) Sounds great. So we're very proud of that and uh, proud of our uh, summer camp content that you guys will be enjoying over the next uh, couple of weeks here at the end of June. Uh, first, before we get into Ernest Goes to Camp, we are spoiling it. So if you have not watched it, or maybe you don't care to watch it, <laughs> uh, you can stick around. But uh, if you you know, if you know want to get around the spoilers, go watch the movie. It is kind of difficult to find. I have it on DVD. I think Wyatt has it on DVD. Do you have it on VHS, Adam? No, I actually I have a DVD copy Do as you? well. Okay. So. Yeah, it is, uh, is kind of sparse to find, and it's not on any of the streaming services, which is surprising. So uh, you might have to ask a friend, wink, wink, to uh, send you a copy yeah, so you can watch it. But I uh, wanted to start out real quick with uh, how old of a movie is this for you guys? Adam, do you remember the first time you watched it? I do, because it was this week. No uh, kidding. Oh my yeah, gosh. This is a hundred percent a first time watch of Ernest goes to camp all the way through for me. I've owned it on DVD for years. Uh-huh. I tried to get through it like two or three times. I've always turned Uh-oh. it off like 15 minutes in. Oh, 
that's the thing is i have a vague recollection of the movie playing at a friend's house around 1988 but mm-hmm. i was personally introduced to Ernest through hey Vern, it's Ernest, you know on saturday mornings uh, gotcha. on cbs okay so, so i watched that every week i loved it you know there was you know the tv special Ernest goes to splash mountain that mm-hmm. aired once i think in 1989 i caught that and then but for me it's always like Ernest scared stupid Ernest goes to jail like slam dunk Ernest. i saw a PE class during a rainy day in seventh grade, you know, Even like Ernest Saves Christmas. I didn't see that until two years ago after hearing it discussed on the Retro Network and then I sought it out. Mm. So this is all fresh perspective here on Ernest Goes. Wow. This would be impressive. Uh, yeah, I'm privileged here. This is great. Why? Do you remember the first time you watched it? I can't remember the year, um, but I do know it was one of those VHS rentals Uh that we've watched. Again, I can't remember if it was one of your birthday parties or just we mom did a weekend. I can't recall, but Mm -hmm. I do remember it. And I've watched it off and on through the years. The DVD set that I have is an all is like a if I remember, it's a four pack. So it's Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Saves Christmas. and I think it's Ernest goes to jail. It's 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 sequential, mm-hmm. so it's whatever the next three and four are. That's what I have. What I do recall, at least in the DVD set that I have, one of the scenes as we get towards the end when they're having that little fight with the construction company, mm-hmm. is they cut out one of my favorite scenes. Even when I watched the promos for it, was when the 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 cook is you know throwing stuff in there and uh-huh. it is the lobster bit. Oh no, not me, not me. Oh yeah, you. And they threw that out. I'm like, come, come on. Okay, that was three seconds, but why'd you have to cut it out? Huh. So, anyway. Well, I did see that uh, part when I watched it on my DVD set. So uh, I must have a different one than you I guess. I was gonna say it's on mine too. So yeah, 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 and it's on the one that I uh, borrowed here just recently. So <laughs> I love that bit. So it was great to see it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I watched it in the theater. And for Wyatt's reference, I think it was at our Dubois Mall Theater, probably with our mutual friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't have real specific memories, but just for some reason, when I think about the movie, that theater comes to mind. So pretty sure I watched it in a theater, but I've watched it like probably like you on VHS rentals over the years and uh, caught it on TV, too, when it was on there. But yeah, I, our next question here is kind of any traditional viewings. Obviously, Adam, you don't have any traditional viewings, but Ernest as a whole, are you breaking out Scared Stupid, Ernest Saves Christmas now that you've seen them? Yeah, so Scared Stupid is definitely like annual Halloween for me. That's a big one because I did see that in theaters. So like that was a big one for me as a kid, uh-huh. but also... Like, uh, I love like, Hey Vern, it's Ernest. So like I have, I have the DVD set and I have the, you know, a couple episodes on VHS. So I I just love to throw that in whenever I get a chance. Yeah. That DVD set that I have has one episode, the pets episode also on there. So Mm. nice little bonus there. I actually watched that before I watched the movie to get me in the Ernest mood. (laughs) (laughs) Wyatt, any, uh, traditional viewings for Ernest? Unfortunately, no, I'm, I'm one of the people that doesn't have much of any type of tradition for anything. Uh, it's just whenever I get them in the mood, I want to go through it. I, I watch it. And that's mm-hmm. when I was single, I, my tradition was almost alphabetical. I just go through my DVD collection and just you know pick out what was really the ones I'd like to watch, like Ernest and some other ones, Con Air. I would just, the favorites I would hit and watch. Um, okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm real curious to hear Adam's perspective here because uh, <laughs> we were going to get into the legacy next. And obviously, since he doesn't have a legacy with the film and uh, the question I was going to ask, does it still hold up after a recent viewing here? But what did you think, Adam, after you finally uh, <laughs> made it through? And you can be brutally honest. We won't hold it against you. Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, Ernest teaming up with, with a bunch of kids is very similar to the setup of Scared Stupid. So, right. like, to me, like, that, that is just, like, standard for that 80s and 90s era. It just felt like we all accepted the idea of a man-child like Ernest or Pee Wee Herman. You know, like, we uh-huh. thought nothing of these simple-minded doofuses that would hang out with kids, right? Like, right. And I think... A 
then you know, not to get too dark, but like the allegations against Michael Jackson, I think, killed the innocence of that concept in right. pop culture. Yeah. You just you don't do that anymore. But this movie, to me, when I watched it, I was like, it's just it's a little too sincere. I like cartoony Ernest, who is basically just doing a bunch of skits and characters and getting hurt every mm-hmm. five minutes, like all shtick, no heart necessarily. Like it always comes through, but they don't like push it in your face. So this movie to me felt like it was going to be slobs versus snobs, which I would have enjoyed. But then it gets into the whole evil mining operation and land stealing plot. That's all mixed in. And that's right. not fun. That's like serious. And so <laughs> the, the comedy ultimately for me was very sporadic erratic and i would not watch this again i am not interested in seeing oh. this earnest again okay mm. well Wyatt, what was your take uh watching it again does it hold up for you any changes in your uh perspective watching it now well i've liked i haven't seen it probably for a few years and re-watching it i uh i liked most of it there's a few iffy moments um if he meaning like right at the beginning, you got the two Native Americans, you know, they're they're doing the sword, uh-huh. uh huh, bit the three whatever trying to kill the guy. The ceremony, and, yeah, yeah. But at the end, you get the guy screaming in the other guy's ear, both back and forth. I, 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 I'm sure you're saying, "Are you all right?" Yeah, I'm all right. But it, yeah. it's to me, it's screaming in each other's ear. I'm like, okay, that was pointless, really. Otherwise. I loved the whole bit. To me, I saw a classic cartoony Ernest. He's doing mm-hmm. the goofy doofus character that he always seems to do, except he's not doing it in the skits. He's doing it spread, you know, through the storyline. So I I I see that. The whole blindfolding him and guessing who's who, that was kind of I see up. that it was fun and you know <laughs> he's hilarious. driving the bus. Yeah. Right. But I can't help. I mean, this is the adult side of coming out and finally like, dude, why would you ever do that? (laughs) But then, then, then towards that end, you got the seriousness that Adam was talking about where you got, I mean, you got someone with a hunting rifle shooting almost point blank at earnest. (laughs) Now I get it. It's the now feature ceremony that's going on to try to keep it connected. But I was actually unsettled by that. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it's too much of the news of late, but the fact is, it's just that I didn't like. But yeah. I liked how it turned out, obviously, because you know now he's the you know Ernest is essentially the new warrior of Camp Kikiki. So, <laughs> but I liked it throughout. I, I I didn't see much you know minor faults like I just highlighted, but it's a keeper. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's some dated stuff in there, definitely. Um, but there's a lot of classic Ernest gags, you know. They smash his uh, fingers in the bus window there. Yep. His ooh, ooh face, you know. Ooh, <laughs> you know, he did yeah. that several times. Uh, but I still had fun with it. Really, the only eyesore for me were the crop tops. That the kids so many <laughs> crop tops. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the fashion, you know, that was... Uh, Definitely dated, but uh, I can see where you're coming from, Adam, with you think it's going to be the two rival kids there at the camp and, and make it more of a camp thing. And yeah. then then they team up against the, the the bad guys over here. They're taking the whole camp away. So they kind of bring everything together. And it's the kids versus the <laughs> adults there, essentially the minors. But uh, I still had fun with it. And uh enjoy Ernest like like you said it's kind of dropped in there like when he's you know messing with his little barbecue machine mm-hmm. it just that one's kind of out of nowhere oh let's throw this in here you know and then of course everything with the uh the cooks but I don't know it it's childish and it's what we expect from Ernest but at the same time there is some dated stuff in there and the the Native American stuff probably is uh uh, <laughs> quite dated to where we are now, but mm-hmm. I still had fun with it. All right. Well, let me go through a little bit of the development of the film and then uh, we'll get going through here on the, the cast and get to our uh, drive-in awards. So the film was written and directed by John Cherry, who created Ernest P. Worrell at his uh, advertising agency, Cardin and Cherry out of Nashville. 
And the film was primarily shot in Nashville at the Montgomery Bell State Park in Camp Marymount. Uh, Cherry is said to have based the Ernest character on a man who worked for his father, who thought he knew everything, but did not know anything at all. <laughs> Which that, that kind of, you know, sounds like Ernest. Yeah. Uh, by this time, Ernest was in several successful ad campaigns and had a cameo appearance in uh, the film starring Jim Varney, Dr. Otto and the riddle of the gloom beam, which has, uh, you know, that crazy, he does the laugh one time during Ernest goes to camp, the Dr. Otto laugh, but uh, (laughs) for all intents and purposes, this is the first film in the Ernest franchise starring Jim Varney. Of course, as Ernest, we've got uh, Victoria uh, Racimo as the nurse St. Cloud there. She was also in Disney's white Fang two. Disney likes their sequel. She guest starred in uh, several TV shows, Dr. Quinn, Spencer for Hire, Doogie Hauser, and Falcon Crest, to name a few. Uh, John Vernon as Sherman Crater. He's always the villain type character. Uh, he was Dean Vernon Warmer in Animal House. He was also the villain in Herbie Goes Bananas, Airplane 2. He was Sergeant Mooney in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I've never seen that one. Adam, have you oh, watched that one? That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. that's fun. <laughs> and he was Mr. Big in I'm Gonna Get You, Sucka, if you've ever <laughs> seen that one. He was the mayor of San Francisco in Dirty Harry, which he later parodied in the pilot episode of Sledgehammer, yeah. which I know Adam loves Sledgehammer. Woo. He also was uh, a guest star on the trifecta of action shows in the 80s, the A-Team, Knight Rider, and Airwolf. Mm-hmm. He all had episodes there. And he was also a very uh, prolific voice actor. Yeah, He was the uh, prosecutor in the 1981 animated film Heavy Metal. He also played Tony Stark in Iron Man and the Submariner in the very first Marvel animated series in 1966, the Marvel superheroes. Yeah. And he was the crime boss Rupert Thorne in several episodes of Batman, the animated series. Yeah, He was also Dr. Strange on the Spider-Man animated series. In okay. The 90s. Yes. Yeah. Wow. yeah. He's got several credits. So, uh, very uh mainly behind the microphone actor uh you know his voice but he's got some of those fun roles as villains throughout the years we also have iron eyes cody as old indian chief or native american chief i should probably say chief saint cloud and his hollywood career started back with the bob hope's pale face movie and uh, he was also the native american in the uh Keep America Beautiful campaign that that sheds the tear, you know, talking about littering. That was him. Uh, And I read the funny thing was he actually was Sicilian. He was not even uh, Native American. (laughs) They found that out after he died. He kind of denied it. Some stuff came up. And that's an interesting story. I won't uh, go into detail here. (laughs) Uh, Also starring, we've got uh, Lyle Alzado the former uh, NFL player for 15 seasons. And uh, he's in the movie Destroyer, which I know our mutual friend Chad Young loves. Oh, yeah, he loves it. Um, He also had some guest starring roles in Amazing Story, Small Wonder, MacGyver, and even an episode of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Yeah, well, he had (laughs) his own, Mickey, I'm sure knows all about this, but he had his own sitcom in the 80s, Learning the Ropes, where he was a professional wrestler and was also a teacher. Like, I loved that show. I don't remember seeing that one at all. Uh, Of course, we've got some earnest usuals in the movie. Gaylord Sartain. He is uh, Jake or or chef number one, you might say. Of course, he's uh, Chuck of Chuck and Bobby, who Mm -hmm. were in uh, two or three earnest movies. Right. And of course, the television series. uh, Also in movies uh, like Fried Green Tomatoes, Mississippi Burning, to name a couple there. Daniel Butler as Eddie, who is the second chef. He's another earnest actor. He's the barber in the TV series and also appeared in three other movies, more smaller roles. I think he's one of the uh, animal officers there in Ernest Saves Christmas that's asking about the the reindeer there. Um, He also co-wrote a New York Times bestseller, America's Dumbest Criminals, and went on to host the television series of the same name in 1996. Nice. Wow. Yeah. So there's a little fun fact. Uh, and then finally here, Scott Menville as Crutchfield, 
he was one of the uh, kids in the uh, the Outsiders gang. What do they call him? Uh, I can't remember now. Anyway, very successful voice actor. Now he is Robin in Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. Oh. Uh, Ma T from Captain Planet and the Planeteers. <laughs> And he was uh, Johnny Quest in the new Adventures of Johnny Quest. Uh, also, Doc Ock in the 2017 Spider-Man animated series. So that's pretty cool. Very, uh, very good voice actor there. So let's talk a little bit about the theatrical release. Uh, released May 22nd, 1987. So we just passed the 35th anniversary. Gosh, we're getting yeah. old. Um, <laughs> uh, we always ask, do you remember a buzz around the uh, the movie? When you first saw it, um, I don't really remember a buzz. I would guess it was just mainly more of the family friendly option of the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll see why here in a few minutes when I talk about some other movies released there with it. But any kind of buzz you guys remember around the movie being released or anything? Yeah, like I, I didn't discover Ernest till like probably the next year. So I, I feel yeah. like I, I, I didn't know the movie existed until I knew the TV show existed. And then I saw it, you know, on a shelf and I was like, oh, there's an Ernest movie. And oh, my friend's watching it, you know. OK, well, for me, I I think there was a slight buzz amongst us, especially our clan there mm-hmm. in school. I don't recall if it was like a big hype thing, uh, like it was blitzed all over the TV channels or anything like that. I do remember it just being, Oh, it's Ernest. Oh, we like Ernest and it'd be kind of cool to see him. And I, you know, obviously you and leaf went to go see it. I did not in theater. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't all that hyped up in my household. It was probably leaf all doing the hyping too. Cause I, I don't think I, I might've recognized him from a commercial here too, but I don't think I had really any, whatever, with Ernest before that. So, okay. Well, uh, speaking of the box office, it was released the same week as Beverly Hills cop two and Ooh. actually came in second place. It took in 6.1 million in its first week. That's pretty uh, impressive. Cause Beverly- it makes me think about when, when UHF came out, when weird Al's movie came out, you know, like okay. that was like, he's like surrounded by, you know, Batman and Indiana Jones and the last crusade. And the fact that <laughs> Ernest was able to, you know, stick it out against Eddie Murphy. That's pretty impressive. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, Beverly Hills cop two grossed 26 million for reference <laughs> that week. But he did beat out Michael J. Fox in Secret of My Success, which was the number three movie that week. And it debuted. So and it held number two for a second week before it was knocked out uh, down to number, I think, five. Fourth place was Harry and the Hendersons. And then the Untouchables came along to kind of bump him down. But the box office total was twenty three and a half million in just nine weeks in theaters, and it was on a three and a half million dollar budget. So very much a success. Yeah, no wonder he got sequels. Wow. Uh, released on VHS in eighty seven, and also uh, in nineteen ninety one. And uh, I really couldn't find any video uh, home video stats on the movie. Uh, it was released on Laserdisc in ninety two, DVD mm-hmm. in two thousand and two, and then again in twenty eleven as part of uh, the triple feature. I think that's the one that I have that Mill Creek uh, put out. Yeah, That one has Ernest Goes to Jail and Scared Stupid on it. And then it's actually been on Blu-ray too in 2011 and uh, most recently in 2013 with the movie Camp Nowhere, which I don't think I've ever watched. Christopher Lloyd. It was also Jessica Alba's first film. So Camp Nowhere. That's one I got to kind of check mark and see if that's around uh, on streaming. Uh, I did find a few reviews of the movie, nothing from our, who we usually go to like Siskel and Ebert, but uh, I did find one from the Washington post. That was a pretty great review. And then Karen James of the New York times was pretty easy on it. Uh, The rotten tomato score right now is 62% for the critics and 51% from the audience. So the critics actually got a little ground on it. Yeah. But it's still technically fresh at 51%. But yeah, I think it sounds like people are kind of in the middle now on yeah. uh, Ernest Goes to Camp. Uh, and then awards. Jim Varney was actually nominated for an award. Fortunately, it was a golden raspberry for uh, <laughs> worst new star 
1988. Jeez. But the following year, he did win a Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Performer in a Children's Series for his uh, Hey Vernon's Ernest show. So, and Varney said towards the end of his life that winning that Emmy was his proudest accomplishment. So, wow. Going from the raspberries one year to uh, winning an Emmy the next year. You know, that's that's Hollywood. It is. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our drive in awards and uh, we will start things off with our favorite scene from the movie. And we can just throw out some nominations here and then come back around and kind of vote for which one we think is uh, the best scene of the movie. So, Adam. Do you have a best of a favorite scene from the movie? I do. I do. Okay. You know, yeah. D- despite overall not loving the film, there were some highlights and I think that's going to come out in the awards. You might okay. see a theme here, but uh, for me, I definitely like what's most memorable to me is that kitchen scene where they're testing out. I think Jake calls it the liver loaf launch ranger yes. food <laughs> machine. <laughs> and that is the most entertaining to me, you know, why it brought it up earlier, you know, just all the gags, like he's putting in the different ingredients, you know, yeah. it all comes out as slop, but I just, I love like the gags that go along with you mix this, this, and this, and it makes this, you know, like, right. Right. And, and I, I just think that, that's like the energy that I feel is missing from the rest of the movie is that scene just like so wacky and so, you know, over the top. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. Go long, go long. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Lobster bisque coming up. Yeah. Uh, Wyatt, what's the scene for you that you would nominate? It's a toss up between two. Okay. I, I like the, the energy towards the end when they're finally, you know, you got, you got Ernest initially comes up and wants to beat the tar out of the football player. And, you know, you know, he's all iffy about it, but that leads to eventually wanting to, it stirs the whole gang up to go and fight for their camp. Mm -hmm. So they build this MacGyvered school bus (laughs) catapult, thing and there's true earnest coming out you got the whole toilet and you know the whole <laughs> right. launch the toilet yeah you got the toilet you got the turtles i'm scared son me too and that whole bit all of that that whole act is probably one of the best parts of it because you've got to see the entire camp or at least the, the core of them rescuing their mm-hmm. camp the other one is a real minor and that's you got this out of nowhere rogue three-wheeler golf cart that just <laughs> enters this the scene whenever it feels like it yeah that's a great running gag that, yeah that one that's what i too. like about it it's just that odd thing you know Ernest, right at the beginning of the movie he can't get this thing to turn off he's frustrated enough that it knocks his hat off you know and then all of a sudden it starts itself on it's yeah. just running away and then it yeah. keeps running away. But yet that's integral towards the end because that's the ultimate chariot that takes out that loader, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, that's why I, I say it's a minor one, but it's it kind of rounded itself out that, hey, you know, I run out of gas right here. Oh, wait, I could be your little, <laughs> you know, mobile explosive tank here. <laughs> it's almost a character in the movie, you it know? Because he, he rides off into the sunset at the end, right? If I remember right. Yes, it does. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that was a fun running gag. And I do like the, I kind of, what I called it was the A-team montage when they're fixing up the catapult, you know, MacGyver, (laughs) it's all the same. True. Uh, I put that down as one of my favorite scenes. And of course the food machine. Yes. Uh, I I don't know what it is about his barbecue, but I like that scene. And I like it, but what I don't did not like, I, I even had the same disconnect when I first watched it is I never see the barbecue sauce go anywhere. It does we'll talk about that. anything. Yeah, we'll talk about that because <laughs> okay. uh, I wrote that down in uh, kind of the uh, stuff that didn't sit right or uh, <laughs> discontinuity of the movie, whatever. But right. just the fact that he's got this whole rig set up just for him to kind of sit on his barca lounger there and relax and it's you know he he turns it off and turns it on with his foot and he's all proud of himself and then by the time he uh <laughs> gets himself out of there and he puts his feet through the lounger and he's in the lake you know i don't know that was a fun little scene for me mm-hmm. adam you got another one 
I do like the final showdown, even though we talked about it. It's really intense to have this guy shooting at him point blank. I do kind of like the gag, you know, where he's just like slowly realizing he can't be killed, you know, that he's got, you know, he's, <laughs> he's got the, you know, the power. And so he's just going to kind of play it up a little bit more and, you know, kind yeah. of stick his finger into the barrel of the gun. Like just all of that is it's, you know, it does have the tension it needs for a moment. I'm not saying the film had to be completely ridiculous every single second, but you know, like that, I think had the right uh, mix. So I, I enjoyed that final okay. moment. I'm surprised you didn't have the He-Man there. You know, you just said you know, he has the power. <laughs> yeah, just about. Any other ones from you, Wyatt? I guess, in a way, I, I as they're getting ready to go to war, you got the Native American chief, you know, going around and and marking them up for mm-hmm. the fight, mm-hmm. and that's another one that I I like for comedy. I mean, it's earnest. So uh, him falling from the sign him falling from the sign at the end and then the chief you know saying Ernest broke the sign and the counselor even says well at least no one got hurt well <laughs> he's looks like he's unconscious because he doesn't even say anything now yeah so the cook stuff uh, with the cooks and the and the launcher and them playing with the food and to me that was comedy as as well I, I like seeing that mm-hmm. that's my final two okay. cents one other one that I'll mention, which kind of goes back to the origins of the character, like we were talking about, is him uh, trying to teach them how to sharpen a knife, oh. you know, and he t- he takes the stone, licks, you got to get it wet, and he licks that, and he's like, <laughs> you know, he gets that face on him, and then he, you know, you, you hold it at a 45-degree angle, and you slowly move it down the stone and slice your finger or whatever he says at the end. I don't know. That makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, little moments like that when he's he thinks he knows it all and he uh, will screw it up. You know, I don't think I had anything else. I just I love the turtle drop too. you know, amongst that whole thing, because they're playing that music that like, dun, 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 you know, right. <laughs> As the turtles come. Yeah. Parachuting turtles is a pretty good gag. Yeah. Yeah. Any other scenes? You want to throw out there, Adam? Nope, I think that's all for me. Okay, so what was your favorite? What would you give the award to? Uh, you know, honestly, now that you bring it up for sheer nonsense, I think uh, like I I love the kitchen scene, but the parachuting turtles is just such <laughs> a good sight gag. Like it's just and, and everybody running around with the turtles attached to their faces and all the fighters yeah. like ah. Oh! you know they they come up with some creative ways that the turtles are attacking them so i think i all of a sudden at the last minute i gotta go with that (laughs) okay what do you say Wyatt? it's kind of tough i i i like that the sheer out of place comedy where where like you mentioned the 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 barbecue pit Mm -hmm. you know he's trying to do something be impressive while being equally lazy essentially and as out of place as it was, that was Jim. Mm-hmm. It was his co- type of comedy. So I I, I, I liked it. Okay. I'd have to give an award there. Okay. I think I'm going to stick with uh, Adam on this one. And just that whole, even just the final battle itself was just fun. But uh, so yeah, many explosions. So many explosions. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just what they're launching and some of those other gadgets that they made to launch other things was uh was great so i'll give it to that final battle there all right uh, next driving award is our favorite quote or line from the movie i'll let you go first this time wyatt and you can't use earnest typical lines like know what i mean you know it's well, got to no, be something <laughs> no well i guess it takes my line away because i i like his little <laughs> yeah I'm trying to think of a good line that that you know you said one earlier and that's mr tippin's line the the camp leader there that he he always says oh, at least well, no one got hurt well at least nobody got hurt yeah, yeah he says right that several that, times a, that is true <laughs> i'd have to go with that because i can't think of anything that sticks out okay a good quotable line i like the one where uh is it jake the the cook he's trying to get Ernest to eat the eggs erroneous and oh yes <laughs> Ernest tells him, 
I can't eat on an empty stomach. (laughs) (laughs) I always like that line. What's one for you, Adam? Uh, Mine was kind of, you know, I I was kind of disappointed. I felt like the kids, you know, the gang of delinquent kids could have done so much more. They just all felt like one kid in separate bodies. Like they didn't seem too individualized to me. But the one kid, you know, who wears the vest and the skinny tie with the Uh T-shirt, you know, the leader kind of the gang. When they walk into the mess hall and they're all like strutting in, just trying to, you know, prove their dominance. He goes, well, 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 looks like daddy's little gentlemen are glad to see us. And it was just (laughs) such a weird line. It was so odd. And I just, it stuck with me. It cracked me up. (laughs) All right. Think of any others there, Wyatt? No, I'm running dry. Okay. I do like the line. When uh, Ernest is pumping himself up, you know, to go take on Lyle Alzado there, he says, uh, if I put my hands on my pockets, I'll be arrested for concealing lethal weapons. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Yep. Any others, Adam? No, no. I think it was just that one that stuck with me. So Okay. I think the only other one that I have here, well, there's two. Uh, I like when, uh, I don't know if it's more of a scene or a line, but when the uh, delinquents arrive on the bus and one of the guys tells them you guys line up and they all you know, <laughs> spread them right there on the bus <laughs> i always thought one. that was that's funny but uh the only other one is uh, after the chief tells his story to the boys Ernest giggles and goes up to him and he says like in our culture rock paper scissors <laughs> that's a good one i like that as well but all right what you going to give it to Wyatt for the award Favorite line. Favorite line? Oh. You know, it has to be what you just said with Jim Varney sitting there saying, um, um, rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the uh, lethal weapons in his pockets there. Yeah, and I, I'm just going to double up with you there. That's a classic, but that's a pretty early occurrence, I feel like, of that right. line. So yeah. I like it. Okay. Next award is who stole the show in a minor role. I'll start off on this one. I wrote two down here, but the cooks have to be up there as far as stealing the show, Absolutely. you know, with, with the, the machine itself and just everything that they do. And even their part in the final battle, you know, throwing stuff in there. They were kind of scene stealers when they were in the movie when come up in scenes. So I would definitely nominate them. What about you, Adam? Yeah, I mean, it, it's got to be, and specifically, I just say Gaylord Sartain is Jake, because mm-hmm. I don't think the Eddie guy is great. He, he It's not good until it's Chuck and Bobby, right? Like, yeah, right, that, right. that's the perfect team, my brother Bobby, right? You know, it's like, that. that's how it has to be. So uh, I, I would say just he, but every movie, every episode of the TV show, like, him and I just put him and Ernest like on the same level. He is so mm-hmm. fantastic. He's got the energy. He's got you know the just the great blowhard mentality. You know, like yeah. I just I love him so much. So he he stole the show a hundred percent. Okay, what would you say, Wyatt? I'm actually in agreement. I love those two guys, but it, it, they'd have to be the pair. That that was an excellent. You know, they they stole the roles for the minor. Uh-huh. Um, and them coming up with that contraption and lobbing that glop of stuff. That was all, <laughs> that was all fun. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote down uh moose, the little yeah, boy could, in the, in the delinquents there. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and that was another point too, where he should have turned the gang around to Ernest a little bit earlier i think in the movie yeah he never he, he never like comes or he's just like one with them he just goes along with the flow with the kids he the even time, shrugs right? it off at one point yeah. yeah right right yeah and he i mean he recognizes how much you know ernest is doing for, and, and the uh, nurse lady even tells him you know tells them all at that one point but it still doesn't seem they don't come around until that moment when the camp's going to shut down and mm-hmm. i thought they should have made that connection with ernest a little bit earlier after he becomes their counselor. Right. And th- that was another fun scene in the movie too, when he's doing his little interview there. I had an ant farm once, you know, <laughs> right. uh, anyway. Yeah. Let's, we'll just give it to uh, Gaylord Sartain there as our uh, show stealer uh, for the minor role. And then of course, 
who was the MVP of the movie? I I don't know. Would you put uh, anybody above Ernest there, Adam? Um, like I said, like I felt like I got the most laughs from Jake the Cook, but at the same time, like you know, Jim Vardy is the heart of the mm-hmm. film. He is, you know, there's a reason he's on the marquee. He's got yeah. the look. He's got the shtick. So I mean, I think ultimately he does get the MVP award because he's keeping it all together. Yeah. You feel the same way? Why? I, I do. He he is key there. Yeah, yeah. His name's in the movie. That's ladies right. and gentlemen. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think anybody would have stole that uh, MVP award from. I would I put above that. So, all right, Ernest, of course, our MVP of the movie. All right, we're going to take a quick intermission here, and uh, here's a little question. M- Mickey actually sent me a couple things to kind of build into the drive-in notes here. So. I want you to steal something from the movie, a prop, a costume, set piece, whatever, to keep for your own. What you're reaching for there, Adam? So initially, I, I wanted the liver loaf launcher ranger. Like, <laughs> it just seemed like that that would be great, you know, come up with some gags. I just, but my, my retro room is so full. I got no place to put that. Uh, but one of the kids, uh, the, I think he has like suspenders over it, but he has like, you know, one of those airbrush t-shirts that says yeah. cool cat on yes. it. Yes. Like it's th- that's just such an eighties, like go to the County fair and get yeah. your airbrush t-shirt. You know? Yeah. So I just feel like I, I would probably want to add that to my wardrobe. <laughs> okay. What about you, Wyatt? What would you take from the movie? Well, the space was no object. I take that killer buster. That's just <laughs> rad right there i mean pulling up to some place and just you know, like a retro con and people were like oh ernest goes to camp yeah yeah he wants the, to- the toilet there you know <laughs> that's what i was thinking too like you take that bus and you take it somewhere and get a bunch of people that knows or you know take it back to where they filmed yeah. you know on location yeah. there and do like an epic uh, catapult launching battle or get a. Uh, get the guys from uh uh what's the show what's the mythbusters mythbusters yes thank yeah. you very much there you go. we need to get mythbusters on scene and uh let's launch some stuff something like Including that the turtles but, yeah of course i would be tempted just to uh take ernest's outfit too the vest and the hat and everything yeah. man yeah away from the set all right well let's get back into it was this jim varney's best movie Let's start with Wyatt on this one. Well, the Raspberry Award said no. <laughs> um, I Adam saying no too. So right, yeah. that's true. <laughs> it's been a while since I've watched the rest. Um, Ernest Saves Christmas and so forth. I don't know if if I'm comparing to what I I can actively recall. I think his best work was actually Hey Vern, It's Ernest, the TV series. Agreed. I yeah. can't. Again, I just can't recall much of Ernest Safe Christmas, which is one I've watched a few times, but it's been so distant that I don't recall much more than the air mm-hmm. breaks. <laughs> That's about all I remember of that movie. And I, okay. I know I've watched the, the Go to Jail, but that again, it's so distant. But uh, yeah, that's my take. Is I'd have to say, Hey, Vernon's Ernest is his better, okay. better role. If I'm picking movies, I'm definitely picking Ernest Saves Christmas over this one and probably over the others that I have seen. I have not seen them all because there are several. There's like, you know, in the army, slam dunk, Ernest, whatever, you know, Africa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so many. Which uh, is comical because that's all on streaming except goes to camp. Yeah. That doesn't make sense at all. But I love Christmas mainly for the reasons that I loved him in the TV series because he breaks out all the characters throughout the movie. Uh, and it's, it's a better movie too, as far as plot point goes and just fun for Christmas. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. like a, an early version of the Santa Claus, you know, the changing of the Santas. Yeah. So I really enjoy that one. That's a must watch for me every Christmas. So I'm definitely saying that's his best. And Adam, I guess you're saying you're leaning more towards the TV show as well. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I definitely agree, but I mean, if we're going to say the movies, I just think Goes to Jail is just like a tour de force performance by Jim Varney because he plays two characters 
but like the earnest is like i feel like some of the best gags he ever did and then mm-hmm. he's playing you know the evil version of Ernest, you know who is like super <laughs> awesome as well like he's just as entertaining in a very different way and so i, I just think like that is like the finest you know that is the pinnacle of the okay. Ernest films in my opinion i'm going to have to like watch that tonight or tomorrow night mm-hmm. then because yeah it has it been a minute i i know i've seen it uh but it's been a long time since i've watched that one i remember some of the gags from it but okay well that's that's fair enough all right uh i didn't really put anything down for this we talk about some casting what ifs and you know what well, actor can, can, can i mention real yeah. quick some of the other actors in this film and what yeah, i go ahead. prefer them in Because I will just say, like, John Vernon, I mean, of course, you know, you talk about Animal House and all these other, you know, things that he's done. But, like, yeah, that's he is he is not utilized well in this film because he's not, like, a funny bad guy. He's 100% playing it straight. Right. And and it it ruins the tone of the film for me. But he is very funny in a similar wacky. It's kind of a police academy knockoff. It's called Doing Time. Okay. And so it takes place in a prison, you know, and you have like a guy who gets put into jail. He's kind of like a Mahoney type guy and then he's stirring up the prisoners, but getting them to believe in themselves and to fight hmm. against the war. And so, and all that kind of stuff. And so he plays like one of like the tough prisoners. He's kind of like, if you guys have seen cool hand Luke, right. Uh, he's kind of like the, the drag line character. You know, he's kind of the George Kennedy character okay. of that film. Okay. But he's much funnier in that way, but same for Lyle Alzado. He's great for looking like an intimidating tough guy, but he is actually a great comedian. And I don't know how many people have seen this movie. It's one that I loved from cable back in the day, watch it on the USA network, but zapped again, he plays a coach. Oh, and he is so funny. He is just like a love struck idiot. He's like, he's trying to get this other teacher to respect him, but he's so stupid. He's just, you know, a meathead and he's just, oh, it's so funny. So I, I just wish he would have had more to do in this movie because it kind of yeah. disappointed me. I was like, oh, he's, he, oh, does he really get any lines? He didn't know. <laughs> he just stood up to Ernest that one time and yeah. been, been a intimidator on their lawyer too a couple of right. times, but. By the way, that lawyer comes back. He's an Ernest goes to jail. I was so. Oh, surprised. is he? Okay. He plays a lawyer again. I don't know if he's the <laughs> same character. You know, <laughs> could be. Could be. But yeah, I didn't really put anything down. I mean, it's Ernest's movie, and who else would you plug in there? You know, exactly. I, I don't think I could come up with anybody to. Oh, I I had one. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, yeah, what do you got? I mean, first of all, I think we just have to recognize that. Ernest and Schneider from the sitcom One Day at a Time shop at the same store. True. They're probably cousins or brothers, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) but he doesn't fit the attitude of, of Ernest. But for me, I was thinking, like, again, alternate reality if, if Jim Vardy didn't exist, what about Michael Jeter from the sitcom Evening Shade? Oh he's yeah. Jurassic yeah. Park three. I think he's Mr. Noodle on Sesame street. Yes. Like, like Elmo. He, yep. he has like the sincerity, but also kind of the Southern charm, but also the spazziness. Like, I think he would have been a very different earnest, but I think he could have brought like a lot of what we like about Jim mm-hmm. Barney's performance in his own way. I could, I can see that the similarities, but I don't know. I, it's hard he to replace is, earnest. He is a little slapsticky and uh when he's on like Sesame Street and things like that, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Jim Varney sold it so well that yeah, I mean he would not have to exist to uh yeah, exactly. <laughs> for me to think about that, but I don't know. That was good. I, I, that was at least better than what I come up with, which is nothing. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh we'll accept that. Very good job. All right, so uh unanswered questions or flaws about the film. Maybe you noticed little continuity things. I think the big one for me, like Wyatt said, I couldn't understand the sauce part of that whole barbecue machine because it doesn't go up and like put sauce on the stuff that's on the rotisserie. It's way off to the side. Yep. So what is it doing? It's like dumping sauce out the back. <laughs> it's not like uh, I didn't even notice. I wasn't even thinking oh, about barbecue sauce at all. It's bugged me for years. Every time <laughs> I watch it, I'm like, where's the sauce going? It's not going anywhere. It's just scooping it up and dumping it that's out it. the back. That's it. So uh, anyway, that 
that bothered me. Anybody else find something in there that was just uh, bugging you? Well, I, I was very confused. Why were the lanterns filled with fireworks? Like a la- <laughs> That's a yeah, gas right. lantern. Why Why would it shoot sparks out of it? That's and- right. Yeah, well, we're launching think, them. Well, I think that the connection is when he's sitting there messing with that lantern in the first place, he's pumping it up, pumping up, pumps up so much that it rockets off. Right. And that's yeah. the connection that they pumped it to all, oh, you know, what, yeah, what like Adam is are. saying is he can't buy that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I want crazy, but I you got to have some logic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for me, as far as any disconnects and all that, I guess I see one disconnect with the, and this is me doing the structural looking kind of past the camera in, in a sense. So there's a concrete or a rock facility i think that's the main camp like Mm -hmm. office and all that with a coke machine outside well as they're demolishing with that with that front end loader (laughs) there's a wood structure with a coke machine that's getting knocked over oh yeah i'm wondering if they are trying to over this place yeah (laughs) so what you're saying is that the building changes that's it but if you look when they shift the camera at one point i think it's one of the fighting scenes or maybe it's the, the 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 bullet scene you see that hard structure office with the coke machine in the background mm-hmm. so for me it's probably more of an editing thing but there's the disconnect yeah the turtle scene not so much the parachuting one i i guess i kind of see it as a, a as you know Ernest has gotten to the point where he talks to a turtle because he's you know frustrated or more more just can't find a friend mm-hmm. and i get it that's probably the sad moment for, you know they yeah the sad moment for the movie but i guess i felt that was still a disconnect in the movie as well okay just, uh, for me uh, maybe it's just my perception but i couldn't it, to me disconnected this the story okay yeah, there's. Some, I was looking over on IMDb because I don't really catch anything when I'm watching a movie unless it's really obvious. But uh, several things between cuts, like uh, sunglasses on a kid, sunglasses in his hand, and then the next scene back on his face, you know, stuff like that. And then at the school bus at the beginning, they must have rented like two different buses to film that because mm-hmm. it goes between a Ford and an International. If you look really closely when he's driving without, you know, when they're covering his eyes. So stuff like that happened in the movie. The only well, other one. Me, did, did you uh-huh. notice this? Cause the chief's hair in some scenes, it feels like the wig or if he's wearing a wig is all gray. And then in some scenes, it's mostly black with just right. a little bit of gray yeah. up front. Did they I mention noticed that? that? I, I didn't that. see anything uh, mentioned that particular in the wow. in the IMTP facts. It felt like reshoots or something. Yeah, it? yeah. It I I'm I'm there with you. The only other thing that bothered me is when he tries to start the fire, and he like burns a hole in his pants, but his pants are fine. Like the next scene, yeah. I'm like looking yeah. for the hole where he burned up his leg. You know, just keep it going there or something. You know. Anyway. That's kind of dumb stuff, but all right. Uh, before we get into our did you know facts, as we uh, kind of end the drive in, any next incarnation of the film, can you see it being uh, rebooted maybe with another actor or, you know, do another, do a, a uh, streaming series or something, anything like that, Wyatt? Uh, even with all the remakes, it's hard to like some of the remakes, like you, you know, you get the A Team or Knight Rider 2008 when it came out. It's just hard to replace, you know, those main like David Hasselhoff and the original Trans Am. It's hard to replace that. So, replacing Jim Varney and filling in whomever it would be to be a, a an equal earnest. I it's hard for me to see someone do that. Perhaps they could do those kids could be the next series for, uh, you know, mm-hmm. camp site, camp Kiki next gen or whatever. I could see them filling the role and maybe given kind of like the karate kid, they, they nod every now and then to their mentor, Ernest, in this case, hmm. they could do that. I just don't know that it would have the longevity to, to 
keep it going more than you know a, a season, a movie, or, or, or a even a movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm under the impression I don't think we could ever recast Ernest as as Ernest. You know, no. But I think you could probably do something in the spirit of Ernest with a movie like this, uh, or even you know one of Ernest's relatives, a son or something. I don't, I don't know anything to kind of get us back into his world and, and that style of comedy you might be able to pull off. But I think the the tone of the movie and the humor, if you if you bring it into the modern day and update it, you could probably still do something like that. And what we've been talking about, Adam, more or less the kids warring against themselves instead yeah. of this well, like- uh, this whole thing that they came up with. Right. Yeah. Cause it, it's just, it's not executed well. Like it just gets a little convoluted. They add a little bit too much to the story, but I feel like the concept of this summer camp works best. It works really well for a streaming series. Cause every year kids return to summer camp every yep. year, you right. can have a new season and that's an easy setup. But personally, I would want it to be like, you know, this is like in a perfect world where Jim Vardy is still with us, or we find a really good recasting scenario but like a crossover with the Nickelodeon series, salute your shorts. <laughs> so all those campers are grown up and it's, you know, they are now counselors at camp on Awana that maybe like has a crossover with camp Kikiki. And so Ernest though is still working, you know, cause it's kind of a, a soft reboot. So maybe Ernest is working to get that promotion to a counselor. That's kind of his journey. But then I say you even throw into the mix, a couple of cast members from wet, hot American summer for good measure, just get all the summer <laughs> camp stuff together. So you get like Elizabeth Bay, or Michael Ian Black or somebody as like bad guy counselors trying to keep him down. But, you know, then you have, uh-huh. you know, the, the snobs versus slobs angle. Like, I think that would be pretty fun if you just said like, Kyle, like we're saying like the, the nods and the mashups. I think uh-huh. would get a kick out of that. So tonight. you want to do like a summer camp multiverse? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's bring in uh, the, the people from Hey Dude, you know. There whatever. you go. I mean... That would be fun. Yeah. (laughs) Or from Adam's family values, you know, that summer camp that Wednesday and Pugsley go to. (laughs) Okay. I I should have known better talking to Mr. Sequel Quest here that you would (laughs) come up with a, come up with a pitch, but that would be fun. Yeah. Get everybody together and really start hit on that nostalgia, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay, well, we're going to end the drive-in with some did-you-know facts, so uh, here we go. You guys can jump in at any time and react to these. I've got about uh, maybe 10 of them here, so here we go. So the film was originally slated as a Walt Disney Pictures release. At the last minute, though, it was moved to Touchstone Pictures. Michael Eisner wanted Ernest under Disney, and Mm -hmm. he and the other executives saw Ernest as a Disney character in the same sense as Goofy or Donald Duck. They wanted to sort of a classic slapstick movie, but Jeffrey Katzenberg felt the movie didn't quite fit the mold for a regular Disney movie. So he put it under touchstone. So Ernest could have been a uh, bona fide Walt Disney character. (laughs) It had gone another way. Uh, In the last week of filming while shooting the battle scene, the state park booked another group, a Quaker retreat. The state park said they had to get permission to film the battle scene from the Quakers, who are known as, of course, pacifists, and uh, J- John Cherry, the uh, director producer, uh, had a long meeting with the Quaker elders. They left, and the Quakers prayed and discussed their request. After an hour, they emerged and said, "You have our permission. With one requirement, we get to be in the movie." So Whoa. the battle scene was mainly cast using the Quakers and the Dixon, Tennessee Volunteer Fire Department. Nice. <laughs> Nice. So there you go. Those Quakers, God bless them. There was one incident on set where a heated argument occurred between John Cherry, the director, and studio reps. Cherry wanted to parachute live turtles in the battle scene. (laughs) Disney was outraged. Well, some turtles die while making the movie. And uh, Cherry's comeback was, if their little legs aren't moving, it's not funny. So (laughs) Disney shipped them plastic turtles with little legs that wobbled and wiggled, but Cherry ended up sneaking in a couple live turtles to parachute in for the final cut. So they had this huge battle over, should we use real turtles or not? (laughs) Uh, 
I think it worked out. You know, a little combination of both, probably. Um, <laughs> the mineral petrocyte that the Crater Mining Company is after in the film is, of course, fictional. Does not exist. That's what I thought. I was like, I yeah, don't know what that is. <laughs> so, uh, in the middle of the movie, this is a, a scene that probably should have been nominated for best scene when uh, Jim Varney sings the uh, "Gee, I'm glad it's raining" song. Mm-hmm. Uh, reportedly, he sang that in a single take, and that when he finished performing, there wasn't a single dry eye on set. I remember reading Very that somewhere. Hard very heartfelt too you know, sappy too sincere too that's sappy. what i'm saying Ernest should not make us cry <laughs> okay so uh apparently lyle alzado actually broke jim varney's nose in the fight scene whoa uh jim varney was quoted as saying you could actually hear the crack in the movie i was listening but i couldn't hear any crack <laughs> said that there wasn't any sound effects well there was some that was <laughs> added later but did not realize uh, that uh, or did not hear that the cracking noise that he said was in there. When Ernest uh, suggests singing to the turtle to relax it, you know, the, the kids all sing the happy together song, right? Which was a hit by the group, the turtles hey. <laughs> from 1967. Two more here. So uh, this is the only Ernest movie to be shot in widescreen. All subsequent the- theatrical releases were shot flat, or the direct-to-video releases were the four-three format. So this is the yeah, only I did one. Notice that I watched it on my projector in my house, uh-huh. and it was it was so wide. I was just like, yeah. "Wow!" It was like super letterboxed. <laughs> I was like, "That's crazy." Uh, and then finally, here, this is a more uh, Jim Varney history here. But starting in 2017 for the film's 30th anniversary. The Montgomery Bell State Park has hosted an Earnest Day. For 2022, it was held on June 11th, and this year's activities included a uh, Birds of Prey program with Ranger Tim archery and turtle catapulting. But no <laughs> turtles will be harmed. They were plastic turtles that they catapult. Uh, they do nature hikes, and they do an Ernest Lookalike contest. Nice. And there's a question and answer with some of the actors from the Ernest franchise. Eddie Schumacher, who is a counselor, Stennis in the movie, Todd Lloyd, Chip Osgood, and uh, Danny Butler, who is Eddie. And they do an Ernest Goes to Camp screening outside, right on set, like uh, one of the fields there. So if you're ever uh, in the Montgomery Bell State Park area around June for Ernest Day, check it out. I'm sure you'll have a blast. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all I have, guys. Anything else you want to add in on uh, Ernest Goes to Camp? Are you ready to hit the uh, pavement here and head on out well, to try fit? The, the one thing I had was, you know, the, the biggest thing that always feels like it's missing from an Ernest movie is Vern, right? He, he doesn't have a Vern to talk to. He's not True. talking to the camera right. to Vern. And so I love the fact that during the scene where they're doing the, you know, the campfire ghost story, that the story is about a guy named Vernon. <laughs> right, so yeah. that's like that. You get a little bit of Vern in the movie. So that made me happy. He talks to the camera in the first, the very first scene when he's putting up the sign. Right. And I, but he doesn't say Vern. So no. Man, yeah, that should have been in there. I wish it was. And I think there was something that I read when I was reading up on the history of the movie and how John Cherry wanted to film it. And there was a lot of uh, back and forth with Disney because he wanted to shoot it more like his commercials, which is that he talks to Vern, you know, and there's more of that talking to the camera, but they didn't want a lot of that in the movie. So Mm. that was... uh, Something he had to give up. Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. All right. Well, let's go ahead and roll the credits. We thank you guys for listening to the Retro Network Drive-In. And hope you will subscribe to this feed here in your favorite podcast app. If you use Apple or Spotify, would love to get a rating while you are visiting us. And of course, thanks to the co-host for joining me tonight. Thanks to Wyatt, and uh, you can find him on Twitter at InfamousWB, and he's also with me on the. Uh, memory jogger podcast which is part of the rediscover the 80s podcast feed you can search for that in your favorite listening app thanks for coming along tonight wyatt always a pleasure thanks for inviting me and adam adam is everywhere 
you can find him uh, mainly on Twitter at Hoju Coolander. I won't spell that out. You can just find him in the show notes here. He's also the co-host for Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, and uh, also on YouTube, several different channels over there. We've been opening up old packs of trading cards on TRN TV, on the Wax Pack Flashback. He's got his own Wizards podcast channel, opening all kinds of uh, comic book related stuff and uh, haul videos lately. And then he's got his own channel too, where he shows off most of his VHS collection and everything. So thanks for coming along, Adam. Yeah, my pleasure. This was this was fun, you know. Again, always to discover a piece of history that you maybe missed out on. So right. <laughs> there were some laughs along the way. Okay, and don't forget to follow at Tier and Social on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook for all the latest stuff on the network. Especially now during our Tier and Summer Camp event, make sure you're checking out uh, those feeds every day. We've got some great summer memories coming to you, and we're doing some more podcasts we're doing articles so make sure you check out everything uh, about our tier end summer camp event presented by old time candy and we want to hear your thoughts on earth goes to the camp as well if you've uh, watched it recently or if you're going to go watch it now that we're talking about it we'd love to get your feedback on social media and we'll continue that conversation but for now it's time to close up the tier and drive in thanks so much for joining us we hope to see you right back here screening the movies you love Good night, everybody. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.